taking a trip out to L.A., tooling along in my Chevrolet, talking on a number and digging on the radio. Just as I crossed the Mississippi line, I heard that highway start to whine, and I knew that left rear tire was about to go. Well, the spare was flat, and I got up tight, cause there wasn't a filling station in sight, so I just limped on down the shoulder on the rim. I went as far as I could, and when I stopped the car, it was right in front of this little bar, kind of a redneck-looking joint called the Dewdrop Inn. Well, I stuffed my hair up under my hat and told the bartender that I had a flat and would he be kind enough to give me change for a one. Well, there was one thing I was sure proud to see. There wasn't a soul in the place except for him and me, and he just looked disgusted and pointed toward the telephone. I called up a station down the road a ways, and he said he wasn't very busy today, and he could have somebody there in just about ten minutes or so. He said, now you just stay right where you're at, and I didn't bother to tell the darn fool that I sure as hell didn't have any place else to go. I just ordered up a beer and sat down at the bar when some guy walked in and said, who owns this car with the peace sign and the mag wheels and four on the floor? Well, he looked at me and I damn near died, and I decided that I'd just wait outside, so I laid a dollar on the bar and headed for the door. Just when I thought I'd get out of there with my skin, these five big dudes come strolling in with this one old drunk chick and some fellow with green teeth. And I was almost at the door when the biggest one said, you tip your hat to this lady, son. And when I did, all that hair fell out from underneath. Now, the last thing I wanted was to get in a fight in Jackson, Mississippi on a Saturday night, especially when there was three of them and only one of me. They all started laughing, and I felt kind of sick, and I knew I'd better think of something pretty quick, so I just reached out and kicked old Green Teeth right in the knee. Now, he let out a yell that'd curl your hair, but before he could move, I grabbed me a chair and said, watch him, folks, because he's a thoroughly dangerous man. Well, you may not know it, but this man's a spy. He's an undercover agent for the FBI, and he's been sent down here to infiltrate the Q Club's plan. He was still bent over holding on to his knee, but everybody else was looking and listening to me, and I laid it on thicker and heavier as I went. I said, would you believe this man has gone as far as tearing Wallace stickers off the bumpers of cars, and he voted for George McGovern for president. Well, he's a friend of them long-haired hippie-type pickle fags. I bet you he's even got a commie flag tacked up on the wall inside of his garage. He's a snake in the grass, I'll tell you guys. He may look dumb, but that's just a disguise. He's a mastermind in the ways of espionage. They all started looking real suspicious at him, and he jumped up and said, Now, just wait a minute, Jim. You know he's lying. I've been living here all of my life. I'm a faithful follower of Brother John Birch, and I belong to the Antioch Baptist Church, and I ain't even got a garage. You can call home and ask my wife. Then he started saying something about the way I was dressed, but I didn't wait around to hear the rest. I was too busy moving and hoping I didn't run out of luck. When I hit the ground, I was making tracks, and they were just taking my car down off the jack, so I threw the man a 20 and jumped in and fired that mother up. 
Mario Andretti would have sure been proud of the way I was moving when I passed that crowd coming out the door and headed toward me in a trot. And I guess I should have gone ahead and run, but somehow I just couldn't resist the fun of chasing them all just once around the parking lot. Well, they're headed for their car, but I hit the gas and spun around and headed them off at the pass. I was slinging gravel and putting a ton of dust in the air. <laughs> I had them all out there stepping and fetching like their heads were on fire and their asses was catching, but I figured I'd better go ahead and split before the cops got there. When I hit the road, I was really wheeling, had gravel flying and rubber squealing, and I didn't slow down till I was almost to Arkansas. Well, I think I'm going to reroute my trip. I wonder if anybody'd think I'd flipped if I went to L.A. via Omaha. big behind down here. Yeah, buddy. I'm working for these prima donnas upstairs from you. You remember those guys? Yeah, uh, there were a lot of people in that building. Uh, I'm wondering if you can do me a favor. What I do you got mean? an idea for a bit. What's that? How about Slides to Learn as uh, the head of a daycare center? <laughs> What's the possibility? Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, we miss you down here, guys. All right, buddy. See you Take later. Easy. Yeah, now we're in our new plush surroundings. Uh, love and life. State-of-the-art facility. It is it is sweet indeed. Yeah, I don't miss that old geezer used to be in the apartment above us that would pound his crotch on the floor whenever I'd get to rocking. Uh, he is not missed in the least. So, uh, what the hey? I do miss the hubbub occasionally. 101, good morning. Wow, fax machine. Yeah, they're out there. 101, good morning. Good morning. I'd like to talk to the grease man. This is he. Go ahead, please. Hi, I would like to ask you a question. What's that? Why do you like tuna fish so much? Tuna fish? Yeah. I like the scent of it. I like to sniff it. Every time I hear you, you talk about tuna, tuna, tuna. I love it. Plus, not only that, it makes you big and bulky when you pump iron and eat tuna at the same time. But if you pump no iron and eat only tuna, you'll get slender. Tuna's the miracle food. It makes you big, it makes you slender. But best of all, it stinks. You know, I'll tell you what, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate tuna fish if you follow this easy-to-follow recipe. You get, get some tuna fish, open the can, and on a day like today, leave it on your dashboard during your lunch hour. Just let it sit there with the windows rolled up, doors locked. After one hour and 15 minutes of that, you get in the car, slam the doors, and eat that tuna fish. And let me tell you something, that's some good eating. That is some good eating, huh? Operator. Hello. <laughs> Unbelievable. I give the recipe of a lifetime. Wait a minute. The operator, hello. Hello. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Just as I thought, the line's tapped. Uh, well, we'll, we'll uh, hello, operator. Go ahead and, uh, somebody. Spanning the globe to bring you the country. How are you feeling? Are you feeling, feeling in a humorous mood? Yes, sir. Oh, good. I got a good one for you, buddy. Let me put you on hold, okay? Okay, oh, please, not too long. Not too long. Okay, buddy. Are uh, you on the car phone? Uh, no, sir. All right, then hang on a second. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. All right, uh, 101, hello. How about How the you doing? I've got a blaster piece on, uh, deliverance. On deliverance. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Slide in a little blaster piece on deliverance. That might be yeah. sweet. All right, I'll, I'll run it through the cranial computer. Thank you so much, sir. Bottom one, hello. Good morning, Greg. Hey. I was out powerboating yesterday at two to three footers. I wonder if we could hear a little good ship grease this morning. Uh, I did one earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, but maybe I'll uh, I'll review some of the action. Thanks for the call. One to one, hello. 
Hey, Grease, how you doing? I'm a man. Have you been uh, enlightened anybody yet this morning? No, I haven't enlightened anybody today. Uh, how about doing it with me? I don't know. You're a goy, huh? Uh, yeah. You just want to be enlightened uh, so that you too. Uh, I'm, I'm running out of Yiddish expressions, to be honest with you. Uh, come on, you can take it one more. Uh, I'm running out of Let me put you on hold. Maybe I can come up with one. One on one, hello. Yeah, Grease. Yeah, buddy. I got a couple things to talk to you about. What about what? Uh, someone told me you did a Yiddish version of somebody's been using that thing. Yes, I did. Do you think you might be able to play that again? It's pretty zesty. I don't know if you want to hear it. Ooh, I got the woolen sack working. You got the woolen sack rolling. Are you a tribesman? Do you, will you understand these things? Well, I've been trying to be enlightened by it, but... Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed a lot. In, in life, you'll find just a little sprinkling of Yiddish can help you off times get ahead. Uh, just a little bit. You know, not, not all. Uh, not all, but just a little bit. In life, especially when you get up into the upper echelon, uh, to throw out the, the appropriate Yiddish expression off times uh, will make you seem even more on top of your game. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good with the accents, and I think I might be able to get some of the terms. All right. You got the wall and sack rolling? Right now. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia Boy, the Yiddish version of somebody been using that thing. Well, I went to see my gown. She wouldn't let me in. She had had come yet. It had come again. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Georgia Boy, somebody been using that thing. Well, I know a girl. She said to gobble is a mitzvah. I said, but is I got a schmitzvah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia boys, about to be using a thing. I got a gown, she little and low. You should let me shake, but you don't know more. Yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Georgia boys, about to be using a thing. Well, I know a girl. She said, if I had a breast. I knew a girl, yeah. she said, <laughs> well, I want to get it right. She said, if I had a bris, I said, yes, indeed, take it, I got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Judge your boys, might have been using a pie. Oh, Uncle Bun, about 96, he just got back from getting it fixed, oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Judge your boys, might have been using a thing. Well, I knew a girl who called me the Hobble Maven, because I gave her all the garbage saving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia boy, she might have been using that thing. Oh, Aunt Jane, she bought a new hat. Believe it or not, bought it tight like that. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Georgia boy, she might have been using that thing. Well, I knew a girl, she was such a good looker that after I stopped her, I said, I broke her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia boys, about to be using a pie. I've got roots around a little bound him to run around together, but they ain't no kin. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Georgia boys, about to be using a thing. Well, I knew a girl, I gave her all the I could give her. She was so tired, she wanted to sit shiver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia boys, about to be using a pie. Two old maids in a folding bed. One turned over and the other one said, oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody been using that thing. Georgia boys, about to be using a thing. Well, I knew a girl, she called me a mensch because I took the time to kiss the wench. Oh, yeah. Georgia boys, about to be using a thing. 
Practice all the terminology, and one day you too uh, can be enlightened. That okay. Was sweet. That was sweet. Sweet. I got one more thing. What? I got a new grip for you. Mm. It's called flying the kite. Flying the kite. Just grab that bad boy and run. Tie a string around that thing, mm -hmm. and just <clears> let the line out. And when it starts to go down, you just give it a couple pulls, and that'll get it back up there. Yeah, not bad. Flying the kite. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that gonna be nice. Twelve and a half minutes before eight o'clock, the Grease Man back to the goyish behavior. <laughs> I stopped off at the quick sack for some beer and cigarettes. The old man took my money as he stared at my Corvette. He said I had one just like her son in 1963. Hell, a man down at the bank took her from me. Oh, she was hotter than a $2 pistol. She was the fastest thing around. Long and lean, every young man's dream. She turned every head in town. She was built and fun to handle, son. I'm glad that you dropped in. She reminds me of the one I loved back then. Watch me work. Then I handed him my keys and said, here, take it for a spin. The old man scratched his head, and then he looked at me and grinned. He said, son, you just don't understand. It ain't the car I want. It's the brunette in your bed that turns me on. I had one that was hotter than a $2 pistol. She was the fastest thing around. Long and lean, every young man's dream. She turned every head in town. She was built and fun to handle, son. I'm glad that you dropped in. She reminds me of the one I loved back then. Lord, she was hotter than a two-dollar pistol. She was the fastest thing around. Long and lean, every young man's dream. She turned every head in town. She was built and fun to handle, son. I'm glad that you dropped in. She reminds me of the one I loved back then. She reminds me of the one I loved back then. You know what I'm thinking about? Twin diesel sucking fuel like this net of oil. 57 feet of sleek fiberglass. A monstrous cruiser that goes by the name of... Uh, Day like today, you cut through the water. The world is your oyster. A day like today. No boats out there, sweet! 
That's the only problem with boating on the weekend. There tend to be a lot of people out there. We were tooling along last weekend. My honey was in the galley making something zesty. I was up on the flybridge conferring with Captain Martinez. And suddenly we passed someone waving a cushion at us. I said, keep going, Martinez, don't stop. He said, but sir, they're requesting aid. I said, keep going, they're probably out of gas. I hate that. You know, here we go to the trouble to gas up the good ship grease, to provision up the good ship grease to make sure everything's working. We get out there and have a nice day, and some schlump who's too lazy to do any of the above ends up making us tow him. So we end up having to throw a line on his boat, go three miles an hour, ruins the whole day. We got plans, we got places to go. A 20-minute trip will take an hour and a half when we're towing that idiot. Captain Martinez said, sir, the license I have, I said, oh, for crying out loud, let's go see what his problem is. So we turn around and we pull up. I said, what's the problem? Guy says, I don't know. Look, it uh, can't get it started. I said, oh, for crying out loud. So I hop off. I said, let me take a look on it. Pop the top on that bad boy. Bone dry. Squeeze the ball on his gas line. Nothing. I said, buddy, you got gas in this thing? He said, well, uh, actually, I thought I, uh, I thought I, uh, he thought I, I opened one of his gas cans. Bone dry. I gave it. Captain Martinez, the thumbs up sign, which is the signal for plan A. See, I mean, that kind of ineptitude, that kind of stupidity shouldn't reflect on my day as a boater. Do you think so? If somebody else was too stupid to fill his gas tanks, I should have my day ruined schlepping them back. But I couldn't just leave them there, so that's why we have plan A. See, as I'm talking to the maggot, Captain walks all the way down the bow of the good ship Greece, dives in the water swims underwater around to the rear of the guy's boat and undoes the drain plug in the transom. So as we're talking, all of a sudden, a tremendous amount of water starts coming aboard the guy's boat. You know, I'm saying, well, you know, you should really carry extra... Oh, hey, buddy, looks like you sprung a leak here. Jeez, look at this. In no time at all, the water's up to our ankles. He's going, my God, what's the matter? I said, I don't know, you must have hit something. You must have hit something. Jeez, look at it. The water's up to our knees. See, you can't tow a boat if it's sunk. You see what I'm saying? Huh? So I jump aboard the good ship Grease. And I give the guy a hand. I said, you better climb aboard, man. Your boat's going now. And sure enough, no sooner as the guy climb on board the good ship Grease, then his boat goes under completely. Woof, gone. The guy's going, my. Now we have another problem. I don't really want a boat with this maggot on board. I don't know who he is. I don't, I don't want him hanging around eating my food, drinking my boosh, ogling my woman, leaving skid marks in my Danish marble porcelain convenience. Who is this guy? Well, how do we get him off the boat? We just 
But I tell you, I say, I tell you what, you got a problem here now. Now that you both sunk, it's fair game for the salvers. Like a salvage crew can come along and claim your boat now. They up it. You know, it's theirs. Actually, all you really got to do is hire somebody to lift it, to float it for you, drive the engine out, and you'd be all right. But if a salvage crew comes along and you ain't here, well, that boat belongs to somebody else. So what you're going to have to do, buddy, here is guard the spot. And when I get to where I'm going, I will notify the police that you're out here. They'll come and get you and notify a salvation crew, and then you can be all right. So here, take this life jacket. I gave him a life jacket. I gave him a beer. I gave him a rich cracker with a little pate smeared on it. I said, okay. You know, now you guard that spot, all right? Uh, and I'll send back a, a police boat. And the guy said, uh, tell him to send an ambulance, too. I said, ambulance? What for? You look all right. He said, oh, I'm fine, but my wife was sleeping in the cuddy cabin. Oh, no! Yeah, I couldn't help it, man. We had one match that moved into my neighborhood. I said, one match that moved into my neighborhood. He's the biggest man I know. He ain't no good. He don't wear no hat. Lord, he don't wear no shoes. He don't wear no hat, Lord, he don't wear no shoes. He just hangs on the corner and sings him country blues. Come in, one man stud. One man stud. Said one man stud. One man stud. Said one, 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 one man stud. Will it be like your baby, you can kiss your baby goodbye. I'm working 14 minutes before 7 o'clock. This is DC 101. At 8 o'clock, we'll be writing down the bits. And you'll be calling me with those bits at 9 for the pack of tickets. Plus, we'll also be announcing the winner of last week's Hootman, which is a trip to the Playboy Mansion. And you're going to meet India Allen, have lunch there at the mansion with India, probably get to wander around, go through Hef's drawers, see what kind of socks she wears. 
It's going to be fun stuff, so stand by for action. A giant shadow. Slowly, I pull on my weightlifting gloves. I cinch my weight belt tight around my waist. And then I approach the iron, muttering a silent prayer to the ancient gladiators who knew the art of becoming bulky. I lie down on the bench. Double donuts on that bad boy just to warm up. 225. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Quick 10 reps. Then I throw another 45 on each side. Bam, bam. And a 25. Bam, bam. Then I lie back down on that bench. I pull the bar off. And then boom. I do a rep. Not across the chest, but across the neck. You do Adam's apple reps if you want that upper pectoral development. Wham, I get one rep. No problem. Wham, I get two reps. Third rep comes up and it's slow. Ah, ah, ah. Fourth rep blasts out the hemorrhoid. Bam! Now I know I'm getting somewhere. Fifth rep. I'll barely get it up. Since I ain't got a spotter, I know that sixth rep is going to be tough. I got the bar across my neck. It's starting to go back now. Strangled when my honey stuck her head in the room and said, Oh, Nino, hey, have you heard uh, Jane Fonda's planning on coming to town to speak before the Senate Congressional Investigating Committee? I said, Jane Fonda! I pressed that thing eight more times. But... Changing the way Washington talks. I'm a man. It's the Grease Man. A little tuna fish. On DC 101. Here we're on this auto trip. You know, Estelle, I mean, we couldn't stay in some magnificent hotel in Porto Vallada. Uh-uh. We could stay in some gargantuan palace in Cancun. No. She wants to rent a stinking car, drive into the pyramids, out into the, uh, the Badlands, the whole smear. So we got, you know, we, we must be like three hours out of Mexico City. And uh, we're driving along, and Estelle says, Honey, see if you can find a drugstore. I'm starting to get cramps, and I, uh... A drugstore. What do you mean? She said, well, you know, it's my time. And I, I, I said, your time? You mean you didn't bring anything with you here? What do you expect, Estelle? We're going to find a big shopping mall here with drugstores and postcard racks and suntan oil? We're in the middle of no place. These people are living with dirt on the floors. You ain't going to find a drugstore. She said, well, I, I, I said, don't you throw a couple of those things in your purse for crying out loud, Estelle? Jumping, Jiminy, Cricket! Let me think about this now. I know we ain't gonna find no a drugstore. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's pull up this little village here. I, uh, I roll down the way. I say, hey, Cinerina! Cinerina, come here a second. Uh, maybe I just need to speak about a problem that maybe you can help the wife out with here. You know, sort of like time and everything, and we ain't got any, uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she got a little craft and, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, that time and the old, uh, yeah. Right, uh, what? And she said, oh, Senor Gringo, I know exactly what you mean. I'll be right back. I said, there you go. All right, these people, see, they're courteous. They want to help out. Imagine I shock and holler. I 
she came back and passed through the window a small box of leeches. It's the Grease Man Show on DC 101. When in Rome. Yeah. I'll be melting red next time. Look at that weather, huh? I mean, I am ready to splash and dash. How does a redneck driver's boat? Well, maybe a little different than the average boat. I'm sitting at the helm with my Jack Black bottle, hand on the wheel and hand on the throttle. A burning gas at carburetors popping. I'm ready to do some hydrilla chopping. I'm driving that boat and I'm driving it hot. Going through a bird sanctuary in 50 knots. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck. Can't help it, I'm a redneck. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck. I got beer dripping down the front of my belly. That oyster bar is just a little smelly. I got the prop sharp with razor sharp. I'm chopping rockfish, chopping carp. My shoulders are dripping with calamine lotion. A five foot weight causing soil erosion. Turn down the volume on that bad boy and keep them days running. I say to my baby, please take off your top. You got nice hooters, let's leave them flop. I love you, baby. You're my wife. But let's give the watermen the thrill of their life. Through those crab pots, we'll mosey while 50 guys in giant rosey. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck. Can't help it, I'm a redneck. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck. Listen to them engines, listen to the boom, belching fuel, belching fumes. Uh. Yeah, them sailboats, we're on it, don't tell me we missed them. I mean, hell, I'm having fun raking the ecosystem. Yeah, maybe 50 gallons an hour, but that's a small price to pay for power. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck, can't help it, I'm a redneck. Oh, baby, I'm a redneck, can't help it, I'm a redneck. Nothing like it, huh? There's nothing like it out there. Just firewalling them throttle. And let the devil take the hindmost. Yeah, whatever that means there. Yes, indeed, I'm talking about you and me, and I'm hoping that you come back to me. I'm lonely as I can be, and I'm waiting for your company, and I'm hoping that you come back to me. What you gonna do when the whale runs dry? You gonna run away and hide. I'm gonna run right by your side. For you, pretty baby, I'll leave and die. I'm walking. Yes, indeed, I'm talking about you and me, and I'm hoping that you come back to me. Here 